anything before Tried so hard. <laughs> Are you ready now? Yeah, I'm ready. Get the cough with your claps. Yeah, yeah. Dude, <laughs> I was ready for it, and then. All right, ready? Yeah. Action. Children of all ages, welcome to episode two of the Aaron and Joe show. We're your host, Joseph Carini, and the film to my camera, the one and only Aaron Ziegler. Hey, everybody. So uh, the film to your camera, that's the, uh, that's pretty fitting considering you're our uh, resident photographer here. You know what's less fitting? The fact that my camera doesn't take film. Oh, that <laughs> makes sense why I'm the film to your camera. That's right, because you're not needed. Uh, that's just story a Story of my life. So what's new? Oh, you know, just the headaches of being 2021 and the shortages of everything. But so, do you know what it's better than? What's that? 2020. I don't know. 2020 was such a peaceful time. <laughs> In some aspects, yes. Yeah. Whoa. What have you been up to? Well, uh, I was out in Hocking Hills last week over in Ohio. Oh, yeah? Yeah. If you live anywhere near Hocking Hills, Ohio, shameless plug for them. We don't get paid for that. But I definitely recommend going out for that. You know, check it out. <clears throat> yeah, I'm excited. We're going there uh, early October. Yeah, it's really nice. It might be even better when it's cooler. Granted, it wasn't too, too bad when we were out there. Um, anyway, so the story I told you about. So we're out there, we're staying in the cabin. And we're sitting there and we're reading and all, or looking at stuff and there's a notebook. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Looks like a kid's notebook. So, you know, I opened it. So <clears throat> the gist of it is everybody who stayed there in the past has wrote their experiences and what they've done at said cabin during <laughs> their time. <laughs> I have a funny feeling I know where this one's going to go. Actually, no. Oh. Because I read them all and they're all very pg and then you came along. Actually, no. Oh. Thank you, sir. <laughs> um, so about halfway through this book, there's a note at the bottom of it that says, and we hit a dollar bill in such and such, or in the cabin, and they left a hint as to where this is. So as I read more, more and more people are doing this. And then the one person, they can't find the dollar bill, so they had another one. So they, this, you know, and then people find both of them. So now they're hiding the two of them. And this goes on for years. Okay. So come last week. So I'm reading this. I'm like, oh, this is great. This is fantastic. And my wheels immediately start spinning. So I uh, thought about it because we were only there for a couple of days. So we rehid them. But I just thought it was a cool idea and it was interesting because i've never 
thought about that. So did you find any of them? I did. We found them both, and we re-hid them both. And I put on there, I tagged social media, and I said, hey, reach out. I'd be interesting to know if you found them. So uh, have you heard anything back yet? No. So either oh. they don't want to talk to me or <laughs> they didn't find them. They, they obviously don't know that you're on a uh, very popular uh, podcast. <laughs> hey, is it popular because it's surpassing your brother's podcast? Uh, yes. <laughs> is that the measuring stick? In two episodes, we're almost there. <laughs> so my 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 purchase is validated? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I had to buy new headphones as all the ones were terrible. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who can't tell, uh, Mr. Carini here is uh, being a little uh, bougie. I think the kids call it bougie. Bougie, whatever. I tried. <laughs> so, anyway, that's my story. And that's, yes, I'm sticking to it. That's a pretty good one. So, for this week's episode, we're doing famous photographs. Uh, so, for the time frame... Doing 1870s to 1970s. It just gives us a good solid 100-year period. Mm -hmm. um, really wasn't much before that, but I guess we'll touch on it. Uh, so the reason being is video really started to take over, I feel like, especially in the news. If right. you look back at the more modern history of photography, uh, especially photojournalism, uh, all the major events really happened during that period. So I, I have a theory as to why. I, I, I think right around the 1980s is whenever uh, video equipment became small enough to be portable. More readily available. Yeah, that too. I mean, yeah, it became a lot easier to film video than just take a picture. Right. Yeah, and it's and, and there's nothing against video and I don't want to sit here and sound like Mr. Nostalgia because that's that's not the case and this has nothing to do with my part-time hobby slash hopefully one day money maker but there's just something about looking at it and maybe it's the art side but you you sit there and you look at something and it's either telling you a story or you know it allows you to look at it and create your own story yeah, I think the pictures that we have selected for our viewers are going to demonstrate this in a very uh, appropriate light. I hope so. So each of us get two photos that we're going to go into somewhat depth, depth about and then one honorable mention. And the idea behind the honorable mention is like if you're between three, we really didn't want to cut out that third one. But we really didn't find it necessary to go into depth on three full photos. Yeah. Um, and by all means, if anybody has anything they'd like to add, we would love to hear about your uh, favorite photos, your favorite famous photos. And, and I think right now is a good time to remind our viewers and listeners to like, share, and subscribe. Yeah, uh, this is definitely going to be an episode where if you watch us on YouTube or follow, follow us on Instagram. Uh, it's going to make a whole lot more sense. We'll have all the pictures up. Yes. Yes. Uh, and hopefully we don't get copyright strike. Yeah. Well, mine are all on the, the uh, public domain. So. Uh, mine should be. 
Yeah. I guess we'll uh, see. Yeah. <laughs> so there's also going to be an extended cut, which we will uh, we'll get into that later on. Yeah. Uh, stay around uh, for the end of the video for that, for uh, right. information. So uh, should we get into how photography started? I think that would be a good starting point. Obviously, I'd, I think just a quick overview would be good. The f world's first photograph uh, happened in... Uh, either 1826 or 1827. I guess it's a little disputed. And uh, the person who took the picture was... Uh, him. <laughs> there uh, goes some viewers. <laughs> uh, it was taken from an upstairs window in his Napice uh, uh, estate in Burgundy. Is that in France? I'm assuming. <laughs> I did not do a whole lot of research on this. But uh, if you've never seen this photo, we'll try to explain it a little bit. It, uh, well, it, it's taken from his upstairs window, but it, it's kind of hard to f see what it's. To be quite honest with you, it kind of looks like a spaceship. Yeah, a little bit. It's kind of weird looking. I think by looking at the photo, just. It, it kind of looks like he's trying to take a uh, like a landscape of his town city or whatever and that's a you know the sun is kind of shining through for those familiar with the photo and you if you know a little bit more please by all means comment uh, for those who are not familiar with this photo or photography in general uh, too much light blows it out and especially whenever you don't have technology in 1826 to yeah. adjust for that uh, that all being said, the technology at the time was mind-blowing. Yeah. Well, uh, it says he used a technique known as uh, heliography. Yes. And that, I mean, and there'll be some people, you know, saying that photography uh, or, or some form of it dates back further, uh, which is true. Uh, you had camera obscura, which is, God, a long time before that. Uh, and when you were in uh, high school, I believe, right? Yeah, I just moved past my dinosaur, got on oh, my okay. woolly mammoth. Ooh, yeah, it was <laughs> a warm ride to school. But in all seriousness, that was the gist of that was if if I remember correctly, is you know, just really had a, a hole in the wall, and they painted something on the wall. I do believe um, that the light hit it and essentially just developed, uh, you know, in the whatever was on the wall That's so i think don't quote me on that but he said it it's fact right <laughs> so so uh do you want to get into uh your uh honorable mention yeah so this one might be a little bizarre to some and it may count more towards <clears throat> movies uh and since I can't really get too far into it, uh, we'll just roll with it. So my honorable mention is Audrey Hepburn as Holly Golightly from Breakfast at Tiffany's. And in the photo, she's sitting in the Tiffany's store. Um, What's Tiffany's? Tiff you don't know what Tiffany's is? I have no idea. Your I wife is probably really upset. I have no idea what this movie is even about. Well, Tiffany's is a luxury jewelry store. Okay. Uh, they're known for the little blue box. Okay, that's different and than the, the... overall quick, dirty gist of it is she window shops at Tiffany's. Hmm. 
It's an old movie. So what's that have to do with breakfast? She, If you look at the photo, she's having breakfast in Tiffany's. So it's a jewelry shop you can... It's a movie, Aaron. Ah, That's right. not. The, <laughs> it's not the reason for the photo. The reason I like the photo uh, is it just reminds me of a time where things were a little bit more classy. So what time frame is uh, this... What time frame is... Does the movie take place? And then when was this? 1961. Okay. When was this photographed? 1961 when the movie. Okay. So the movie was a modern time. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, The one interesting fact from this is the photographer is from Al or I'm sorry, Altoona, Pennsylvania. Oh, that's pretty close by. Bud Fracker? Fraker. I already botched it. Sure. He was. Google Translate. Yeah. He was. the photographer to the stars during that time period okay. so from uh from allentown no or altoona altoona yes so that was the interesting tidbit on that uh, that's really all i got like i said it that's just it cool. just it's more classy you know it, there there's something kind of magical to the photo like i, I don't know it, it does kind of draw you in and, and right the expression on her face kind of draws you to like okay kind of makes me want to see the movie see i can tell you right now you're not going to enjoy it probably not you have to more enjoy classic films as opposed to because the storyline for you honestly for me too but i I enjoy cinematography cinematography yeah not cinematography i like both (laughs) cinematography toast crunch yeah ah there we go yeah um no, I mean, that's just, I mean, if you even you look at the picture, I mean, there's a little light blow out, and, but the book is good in the background. I mean, yeah. it's just classy picture. Yeah, I agree. So that's why I like it. Yeah, it's a good one. So from there, this is where it gets more entertaining. And I do apologize that, you know, we're kind of looking at our laptops here. You know, to talk about a photo, you kind of got to be looking at a photo. Right. Uh, so my two... I think everybody listening, you definitely will be able to get a, you'll be able to see this picture in your head. And that's what I think we were going for Mm -hmm. whenever we decided to do this. Right. Because we could have done any photo in the history of the world up until yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I, I have one that comes to mind that we may touch on in the extended cut. But we wanted to make sure if you were listening, you could say, oh, hey, I know that picture. Or yeah. you can get a good idea of what it looks like. Right. So, that said, my first picture is the infamous photo of Albert Einstein t- sticking his tongue out. It's one that uh, I've seen so many times growing up and uh, kind of shows his fun side, I guess you yes. could say. So, I'm going to start with, I was rather disappointed from the standpoint of I thought there'd be a lot more to it. However, it's still interesting. So the photographer was Arthur uh, Sasse, I do believe is how they pronounce his name. It was taken March 14th, uh, 1951, which was actually Einstein's 72nd birthday. Wow. So the backstory was, from what I read, uh, he was leaving a party, his birthday party, obviously, and photographers were all around give me a smile smile for a picture blah 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 smile 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 so einstein getting annoyed just turned and stuck his tongue out and arthur 
just happened to be Johnny on the spot and flashed the picture and the rest is history. Yeah. I mean, you figure at this point in time, he's world famous. Right. And uh, Yeah, for sure. So he, Einstein himself loved the photo so much that he ordered nine prints of it. Oh, yeah? Yes. So according to the article, he wanted them for greeting cards. Oh. But he signed one and that photo, to show you how famous it is, sold at auction in 2019 for $74,324. Wow. For a signed photo of Albert Einstein sticking his tongue out. That's absolutely amazing. Right. You know, and before you say anything, I just want to add in that some of the best pictures I feel like are just taken at random. I agree. Um, You're going to see that as a theme throughout tonight. 100%. And uh, some of the most famous pictures ever have been that way. Yes. Uh, The flag raising at Iwo Jima, if you didn't know. Um, the gentleman that took that wasn't looking through the viewfinder when he snapped it. It was a hurried shot. He thought he missed. Interesting. That's quite amazing. Yeah. Really. So, but yeah, so that's, that's my number one. So you have any questions on that? I, I, on your big screen, it looks kind of scary and it kind (laughs) of looks like Einstein staring at me. Yeah. It's a little haunting. Yeah. So... No, it's it's fascinating. Uh, to for the this picture in particular, it is cropped out in in the full size image. There's two gentlemen sitting to the left and the right of him. But okay, that makes sense because I've thought I've seen yeah a wider shot of that. It wasn't necessary for what we're talking about, right? Right. But anybody with a Google machine can can figure it out. So I, I also think it shows that. Uh, you know, you would assume someone like Einstein would be very serious, very uptight. Yes. And I think it shows that that's not necessarily the case. 100%. And, yeah, I'm kind of disappointed, you know, as the photographer side, not knowing. I, I did, granted, it was like a half hour, 45 minutes of research on it, but I couldn't find the camera that he used. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's disappointing, but it's all right. Yeah, it's still a good shot. It is. It's famous. Yep. So for my last photo, Mm -hmm. next and last, I guess, is the famous World War II kiss. Uh, For those of you who may not be familiar, uh, it just looks like a sailor and his girlfriend or whatever are... Maybe a nurse? Nurse, yes, are kissing... After celebrating the end of World War II. Yeah, I believe uh, the uh, official name of this is the VJ Day Kiss. Yes. So, that said, the photo that I have is a slightly different angle. It's not the same one as the famous one. It's just at a different angle, but this is the one I found on okay. Common. Whatever. Okay, because I was wondering, because this one yeah. doesn't have the uh, that uh, building in the back. Right. That said, so the photograph was taken on August 14th, 1945. The photographer's name was Alfred Eisentad. And I have the camera. Ooh, okay. And 
It's a Leica. 3A rangefinder. What's that mean? Really expensive. Oh. So you could compare like a like is it like Mercedes? A, okay. So is it like a red camera? No, 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 no. Not no. quite that much. Leica is is a really high end photography okay. camera. Um, so they're up there with Hasselblad. Okay, I have heard of that. Okay, uh, that will that will come up uh, in my photos. Nice, I like to hear that. Uh, I didn't realize they've been around that long, but then again, I never really did much research on Leica because I can't afford one. So <laughs> I just I know they're really good. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it was the lens. Actually, I have that too. It was a Scimitar two by five centimeter lens. So. So is that like big lens, small no, lens? No, if you see a picture of the camera, it's actually quite tiny, okay. which is not surprising for 1945. Plus, to me, you think about it, you're not going to want to run around the streets with a huge lens like that. Um, I mean, I've done it with a 24 to 70, and it's not fun. Okay. I carried that all around on my trip, and it I knew I was carrying something. But I digress. So... A little bit more information we have on the photo. The sailor's name is George Mend- Mendonza. I almost said Danza, but I yeah. had to look closer. <laughs> and the nurse is Greta Zimmer Friedman. Okay. So they tracked them down. Greta is quoted as saying, It wasn't that much of a kiss. It was just somebody celebrating. It wasn't a romantic event. Okay, so that was going to be my question. Like, did we know anything about them, or they were they they had just happened to be in the moment? No idea. In the moment, that guy just wanted to kiss a girl, and and just so happened there's a photographer there to document it for everyone to see. I I think this goes back to uh, something that makes really good photos too: is things that are spontaneous. Yes, yes, and I'll even you know we'll touch on that throughout the rest of this and the extended cut. Okay. So, the photo is quite famous. I mean, I think everybody, more people have probably seen this than the Einstein one. Yeah. Uh, and it is actually celebrated too, but there are some people that complain that it is depicting sexual assault due to the nature of the event. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of my thought too when I first saw it, but not, I don't, I'm not, I, it doesn't. I don't know how to say this without sounding ignorant, but I don't agree with that. I mean, it's a different time. I think that's that's what it was a different time. Yeah. Uh, not saying that maybe it was more, except it isn't the right word. Right. But you, you know what we mean. Right. People that, given the same circumstance, it wouldn't happen today. No. You know, a lot more was laid back but also at the same time a lot more wasn't you weren't encouraged to come out on certain things which I think it was where that all comes into play uh, I also think consent has a lot yes, to 100%, play into that too. 100% so, and it sounds like both of them were I think it was just one of those you caught up in the moment yeah, yeah. you know it's so I mean it's a classic photo I guess is, is how you can how you can look at it and take it. And and we're definitely interested to hear what you guys think of it. I mean, do you do you 
dismiss the photo? Do you do you celebrate the photo? I mean, at the end of the day, it is still good or bad. It's part of American history. And I mean, from a technical aspect, it is a good photo. Yes, and and you know, also too is I think it it shows. I'm trying to think of a way to not sound. I don't know, it just shows joy. I, yeah. I guess. I mean, there's more to it than just a guy kissing a random girl. I mean, you see the parade. You see. You know what happened. You know, the end of World War II. And just people are overwhelmed. Emotions are overwhelmed. I mean, I'm sure if she may have turned around and slapped him when she was done. We don't We don't know. That could have been a good follow-up. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's not about bashing the photo. For, no. for me, I, I picked it because it is a classic. It's a timeless image. And, and for me, all of mine are, are timeless images. Yeah. It, it's something that there's something about it. So, but that's that's what i got and and it, it's kind of neat that uh this kind of does tie in with your einstein photo a little bit yes yeah i was about to get into that so an additional interesting fact to this is alfred eisentad well he started out as a photographer over in germany he is of jewish descent he um he actually photographed nazis Whenever they found out that he was Jewish, they were none too happy, and he fled to, obviously, America. And I think it's fascinating that the same camera that photographed Nazi higher-ups also photographed the end of, essentially, the Nazi higher-ups, the end of World War II, the end of what they created. And I just think there's something in addition to that, you know, it's just... And like as a German company. Oh. So. And it's uh, also fitting since, uh, like Einstein, if you didn't know, Einstein was a German Jew. Yes. Who escaped the Holocaust. Yes. And when I chose my photos, I did not know there was a time. So there was, there's that. But I think it goes back to what we said it is a photograph. You can look at this photo. And it tells a story. It tells a story that World War II was over, that the world is now better, and people's emotions are high, the Allies won. You know, but it, what the story it doesn't tell by looking at it is that because somebody was able to flee Nazi Germany, he was able to capture such a timeless image. You could yeah. argue that had he not, this image may or may not exist. You don't know. That's a very, that, that's very retrospective. So, that's I mean, that's just, thought. that's more than, you know, you don't get by looking at the photo. I think that goes back to uh, what you were saying earlier, that there's more to a photo than it just being a photo. Right. That, that there's depth to it, even if it's not on the surface. Right. I mean, you can look at the, go back to the Breakfast at Tiffany's photo and, you could argue, yeah, that's just a photo. Of the three, that's probably more just a photo. Because yeah. this was done, I believe, for promotional purposes for the film. Mm -hmm. So, yes, it is just a photo. But you can look at it, you know, and, and at the time, girls could dream, you know. Yeah. At the time, that's what that, again, was what was acceptable for the time period. Right. So it's just they're classic images. Right. So, uh, so I think that said, those are mine. 
I think we're going to go into our break. And when we come back, we're going to go over Aaron's photos. All right. Sounds good. We'll see you on the flip. Like what you hear? Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Aaron Joe Show. Also, be sure to check out our YouTube channel for video versions of this podcast as well as extended cuts. Now, back to the episode. Welcome back to episode two of the Aaron and Joe Show. This week's topic, or yes, this, yeah, this episode is about famous photos. Uh, if you were listening prior to the break, uh, we went through my favorite photos uh, between 1870 and 1970. So just to recap, my honorable mention was Audrey Hepburn as Holly Golightly from Breakfast at Tiffany's. And then one photo one was Albert Einstein sticking his tongue out at the photographers. And then my last photo was the infamous World War II victory kiss. Yep. So what do you have for us, well, sir? My honorable mention is um, a portrait of uh, Henry McCarty, uh, who uh, also went by the pseudonym uh, William B. Booney, also known as Billy the Kid. Impressive you have that many names. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, when you're that much of an outlaw. Um, so this is... One of the only known photos of Billy the Kid. And uh, because of this photo, it was taken in uh, nine, or sorry, 1880 uh, by an unknown photographer. This photo has caused a lot of controversy. Because of this photo, a lot of people believed Billy the Kid was left-handed. The camera that was more than likely used flipped the image. Shot a mirrored image. Yeah, so he was actually right-handed. Do they know what camera was likely used? They do, but I do not have that pulled up. <laughs> well then. Uh, my bad. <laughs> Out of all your extensive notes. I, yeah. You but, don't have the one important thing to the photographer in the room. I'm disappointed. Well, <laughs> it wasn't, they weren't quite sure yeah. what was used. So. No, that's fine. I'm just giving you a hard time. Yeah. I wouldn't expect it any other way. That's right. That is right. But, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a cool-looking photo. And I think everybody out there has seen the image. Uh, Honestly, it looks more like a painting than a photograph. Yeah. The thing that surprises me most about this photo is it looks absolutely nothing like Emilio Estevez. Is that a really bad movie plug? It it is. Did you ever see Young Guns? It's been a long time. Yeah, he plays uh, Billy the Kid in it. (laughs) I mean, the photo's a little blurry, so I mean, it could yeah. be just on a bat. Maybe he's on a bender. Maybe. Would <laughs> <laughs> be uh, par for the course for that family, huh? Right? <laughs> Winning. <laughs> All right. Let's get down to brass tacks here. What do you got for me? All right. So I have a little bit of a theme with my photos. Okay. Um, so my first one is uh, it doesn't have a title. But it's uh, the first flight of the Wright brothers. It was taken by uh, John T. Daniels in 1903. So a little background to the uh, to the photo. Um, obviously, the Wright brothers, uh, Wilbur and Orville Wright from Dayton, Ohio. Uh, they owned a bicycle repair shop. 
uh, they eventually got into doing uh, gliders and uh, through them doing uh, gliders and doing tests, they wanted to try and make an airplane and uh, yeah, all kinds of trials and tri- tribulations. And uh, so they eventually uh, figured out that they, they needed uh, more wind in, than what was available in day in Ohio. Mm-hmm. They go down to uh, Kill Devil's Hill in North Carolina. They do all kinds of more experiments. It's like a place I'd like to live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, in the process of them uh, trying to build this airplane, they make their a wind tunnel. They do glider experiments in there. Uh, they get one of their shop mechanics, uh, Charles Taylor, to help them build their own four-cylinder engine for the plane. Nice. They, they developed their own props. So Orville and Wilbur flipped a coin to see who would be the first person to try and fly and become uh, under power. And uh, uh, Wilbur won the coin toss. Did he really win, though? Yeah. <laughs> he won the coin toss, but he crashed the plane. Ah. So he wasn't officially the first person to fly. So that honor went to Orville, whose turn it was next. And uh, so then he on, got popcorn. Yeah, <clears throat> on the December seventh, nineteen oh three, made the first uh, successful flight, covering one hundred and twenty feet uh, in the air in twelve seconds. And uh, so the famous photo was taken by amateur amateur photographer John T. Daniels. Let me just say that one of two things: either this image is heavily corrected. Or that is a tack sharp image for what was the year? Nineteen oh three. Nineteen oh three. Like it is tack sharp. And those of you who've watched or are going to watch or on the social media, whatever, you really gotta zoom in to start to see any sorts of I don't wanna say flaw, but just any like pixelation or, or noise. It is an incredible picture. It, the detail. Yeah. Just, Even the, for black and white. Yeah. And what's really crazy about this was uh, the amateur photographer, uh, he was part of the life-saving station in the town, one of three people from that station that helped the uh, Wright brothers. Uh, so the life-saving station, basically Coast Guard at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so the camera that they used was a Gondlach Corona five by seven it was a glass plate camera mm-hmm. uh it was owned by the wright brothers actually and uh prior to the flight orville set up his tripod and focused the camera to the correct distance and prepared the film holder he then gave daniels the instruction how to trigger the camera's shutter by squeezing the shutter release bulb uh prior to this daniels had never used or seen a camera in his life interesting yeah and uh, he said, uh, in the excitement of the event, he almost forgot to take the picture. Boy, boy. Yeah. You have one job to do. Yeah. Such an important picture for history and uh, a guy who's never used the camera. Thank God for the tripod. At least he didn't have to hold it. Yeah. Granted, I think everything at that time was all tripod. Yeah, but probably. Still. I mean, to give you a sense of how popular this image is, it's actually on a North Carolina state coin. Right. So. Isn't it 
the airplanes on their license plate or it was i believe so yeah yeah steal if you're the thunder. from north carolina let us know steal the thunder from ohio yeah huh. hey can you blame them <laughs> no comments i don't want to alienate our oh. ohio fans i just bragged about how great your state was so don't hate me hate this guy uh flatlanders over there so what's uh really shocking to me about this image is 12 years after this flight wilbur died uh at the age of 45 oh wow yeah and uh this ties into my next picture a little bit orville lived until 1948 uh 21 years before the moon landing hmm but think he was the first person to fly a plane and in that short amount of time lived to see a jet yeah yeah because they were developing jet engines during the end of world war ii yeah i mean just to even see your creation fighting in both world wars i do believe yeah i think they had biplanes in world war one correct so yeah um that didn't take them long to figure it out no what uh 66 years after first flight we landed on the moon that's crazy yeah 66 years that is nuts so your your lead in yeah i'm guessing your next photo is moon related uh yeah a little bit how about that <laughs> so um my next photo is called uh appropriately enough a man on the moon uh it was taken by neil armstrong i almost said lance uh in 1969 uh shockingly on the surface of the moon the color is just crisp yeah i i some would argue it's fake so uh, <laughs> uh, i got some words for those people <laughs> anyway but, uh, some history behind this photo uh it kind of the whole space race thing kind of started when uh jfk gave his name his uh, infamous 1961 speech to Congress, the uh, I believe this nation should commit itself to achieving the goal before this decade is out of landing a man on the moon and returning him safely to Earth. Uh, this launched the whole uh, Apollo missions, all 17 of them, which we might have an episode on in the future. So uh, on like, July... Like, share, and subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> on July 16th, 1969... Siren 5 rocket carrying the crew of Apollo 11 launched from the Kennedy Space Center. Uh, so the astronauts on board were Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and Michael Collins. Uh, so they uh, flew through space three days. And the next day, Buzz Aldrin, Neil Armstrong went down to the moon. Neil Armstrong famously was the first person to walk on the moon. With his uh, famous saying, that's one small step for a man and giant leap for mankind. Uh, moments later, Aldrin uh, stepped down onto the surface of the moon and proclaimed that the moon was a magnificent desolation. And I think this picture captures that beautifully. 100%. Um, I love the reflection in the, the space helmet love it there's just something about that and how crisp and clear everything is yeah if i could get images like that 
We may not be having this conversation right now. So uh, Armstrong obviously has the fame of being the first person to step foot on the moon. Uh, but the only astronaut on that mission filmed on the moon was Aldrin. So, so Neil Armstrong had the only camera. He was the resident photographer and cinematographer yeah. of his time. Like you. Huh. <laughs> How about that? Uh, so uh, the camera that they used was a Hasselblad. Yep. Yeah. Uh, EDC. <laughs> That's electric, why you like it. Electra, electric data camera. Uh, it's, it was specially adapted from the motorized Hasselblad 500EL. It used a 70-millimeter film and had no viewfinder. Interesting. Which meant that he had to just kind of line himself up and right. hit the shutter. Uh, the camera was fitted with a specially designated 60-millimeter bygone lens and had a polarizing filter attached to the front. I love my polarizing filter. <laughs> so what does a polarizing filter do? Uh, so, like, when I use it, you can really see it in water. So okay. as you twist the polarizing filter, it really adjusts the reflection of the water. Okay. So much like your pull, it's like sunglasses for okay. your camera. That's neat. All the still photos, photos from the Apollo 11 mission were captured with this camera. Uh, the camera is still up on the moon. Really? Yep. They only brought the film back. Interesting. You have to save weight and uh, because of the extra payload of rocks. About what uh 40 i have it somewhere 48 pounds of rock they brought back instead rock or hasselblad mm. <laughs> uh so what's really crazy to me about this is they were on the moon for two and a half hours that's it that was it that was the entire mission but i don't know there's something about this picture and uh for those of you that are just listening, it's the picture where it's Aldrin just standing in a divvy on the moon, his arms kind of bent, and you could see Armstrong taking the picture with the lunar lander yeah. in the helmet. Almost looks like he's taking a step. Yeah. Like, th- th- this picture is so crisp, you can see the footprints on yeah. the moon. Which is nuts. Yeah. You can see the, the measurement grid. and Yeah. It, it's a beautiful picture it is for again it, it goes back to kind of the theme tonight all these pictures were taken and they were all by chance right you know armstrong didn't know if he captured the photo he was just kind of pointing his shoulders and hoping for the best yeah the wright brothers guy almost forgot to take it he never took a photo before uh your uh the einstein photo was yeah, he was, uh, yeah, he was just trying to be ignorant to them. Yeah, and, and uh, the VJ Day kiss was just a spur of the moment. Yeah, just a photojournalist. That, that's four famous photos, arguably the most famous. Yeah, that for sure. Are happenstance. Yeah, and you don't what you don't know is how many photos. That were taken. Yeah. You know, there could have been six photos taken just of this moon landing, yeah. and this is the best one, you know, for, yeah. for me, and I think what might lend to this conversation is if I'm taking an image of you, I'm not taking one and being, okay, I got it. Because what if you move, you're slightly out of focus? Mm-hmm. What if you have a stupid expression on your face or your eyes That's are closed days. you know but 
you don't know what you're going to get. So if right. I take six of them, I have a higher chance of getting that banger than, yeah. oh, so like nothing against cell phone photos because Lord knows I can take, I took a photo the other day and posted it on Instagram. You just thought it came off my camera. You know, cell phone cameras have come a long way, but it'll never replace a good old-fashioned camera. Yeah. Or would you say that's true with digital cameras versus film cameras, too? I've never gotten into film. Okay. Uh, will I? I don't know. Uh, I have a Nikon lens. I could. Uh, I thought it would be neat to try it. I don't think it could be permanent i think digital photography especially mirrorless i don't want to say it's obsolete but it's definitely more of a, a niche thing more of a you have to be into it to kind of yeah i mean there's an appreciation for it the time the effort you know you get 36 shots or 24 shots you know uh you know i i don't know i just so one thing yeah. that I've realized, especially from photos from, say, the 50s onward, is they have a very unique feel to them. Yeah. And uh, I, I think this dem this photo demonstrates that to a T, just the, the warmth that kind of comes with them. Yeah. Like, they almost have a 3D quality to it. Yeah. There's depth to it. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's any good photo, whether it's a hundred years ago or right now. I mean, if you take a flat photo, there's nothing there. Yeah. But if I pull you, I could do it even with a cell phone. If I take a picture of you right against the wall, you are going to get lost in whatever's behind us. But if I pull you out away from the wall, even six inches a foot, you know, the further out I pull you from the wall and take that same image, as long as the r lighting is right, it's going to add that depth to it. And so, that's what gives it the, the, you know, character. So maybe uh, it's fair to say that the reason why maybe I feel that these have so much warmth and depth to them is because we're so used to seeing just the quick cell phone snapshot. snapshot. Exactly. So, I had this. I had this same conversation with Amanda when we were out in Hocking Hills. Oh, yeah. She, she took my spare camera and she was taking pictures too. And you know, I said, "You can stand here and get a snapshot like a tourist. Nothing against that." He's or, calling you guys out. <laughs> or you can change your even just a slight change of the angle can take your photo from blah to uh. Like, mm -hmm. oh, like, wow. Just by shifting that angle a little bit. Straight on pictures is what gives you a snapshot. And that's one of the things I learned almost immediately. So you kind of have to play around a little bit with right. the camera settings, I guess. Yes. That, um, don't be afraid to, don't rely so much on the focus and the zoom of the camera. Zoom with your feet. Okay. Oh, that's uh, really intriguing. But to move back, to even this picture, yeah, you could, okay, this was probably an off-the-hip quick. Well, off the chest. You know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this, while snapshotty, mm -hmm. but that's what it's meant to be because that's what it is. I mean, right. you're, you're taking a photograph on the moon. I mean, that in itself is a story. You don't need cool angles, you know, 
no. in this and you know and even going back through time even the Wright brothers one i mean you see just you know i'm sure it was and and then you're not rapid firing you got one shot yeah i do believe and, and if you don't nail it that's it so but just the colors that pop on this yeah it really pops too because it almost a quick glance you'd think it was black and white and then bam with the color that black in the background the blackness of just deep space yeah mesmerizing true blacks too yeah but no i think uh this was a good a good episode i think it went a lot better than i anticipated not that i thought it was going to be bad but I wasn't sure how this one was going to go. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a very visual episode for a podcast. <laughs> 100%. No doubt. And I'm saying that a lot, too, is 100%. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I hope everybody definitely enjoyed episode one. I think we had a... I'm happy with the turnout on yeah. that one. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, episode two, you know, we, we tried hard on this one. Uh, so, let us know what you think. We're open to suggestions if you have topics you know that you guys want to hear about yeah let us know know. just keep tuning in and you know we appreciate every single one of you yeah let us know what you think of this uh, new layout yes yeah so we're trying something a little bit different uh to eliminate some audio trouble so so yeah let us know and that's all I have. So, uh, again, I am, or we're your hosts. Yeah. Joseph Carini. <laughs> yeah. I'm Aaron Ziegler, and uh, stay intrigued.